0: Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is
1: Believe. Coming up on In Flight Snack. It's over. And I'm devastated. The season ended before it started. And I feel like I'm going to cry. I'm emotionally drained. I'm exhausted just from watching this game and watching this team and the different emotions that came at me tonight. Aaron Rodgers ruptures his Achilles on the fourth play of the game as a Jet. That's at least what we're speculating. That's what it seems to be per Robert Sala, per Adam Schefter. But the first person who was on it was Dr. David Chow, who was kind enough to join us. So coming up, we have Dr. David Chow to break down the Aaron Rodgers injury, what caused it, what could possibly happen, what hope there is for the Jets. We talked about the game, an incredible Jets win. Unfortunately, it can't be enjoyed the way we had hoped. So, all that and a whole lot more coming up on In Flight Snack. Don't go anywhere. It starts right now. Protection breaks down
0: and time runs out. Down goes Rodgers and the sack for Leonard Floyd. And now Rodgers sits down. A loss of 10 on the play, and hopefully, the Jets are thinking that's the only loss on that play. And he's coming out of the game. Three for number three. Garrett Wilson, wow! What a catch! Touchdown, Jets. That kid's amazing. Pass. Hits the upright, it's good! Banks it in off the left upright to tie this game at 16. Gibson on the return, near side! I don't see any flags. Gibson inside the 30. Hits the Jets. And he's going to go. Just win it. Touchdown. Let's make sure we play like the f- New York Jets. Let's go to eat a f- damn snack.
1: Welcome back to In Flight Snack, a New York Jets podcast on the Believe Podcast Network. I am your host, Rami Lavi. And why can't we have good things? Why can't we just enjoy like the rest of people and football fans and teams? And I don't know. I'm lost for words. I know that's not my job. My job is to talk and to speak when things like this happen. And unfortunately, I'm lost for words because the jets have a comeback win on an overtime kickoff return for a touchdown by a kid who's an undrafted rookie and Xavier Gibson who we fell in love with in training camp on hard knocks on all those things. And it should be a happy moment. The defense showed up, forced four turnovers on Josh Allen, a divisional win at home. There's so much good, but the night was over before it even began. The, the game was an afterthought. Four snaps. That's what we got of Aaron Rodgers. Four snaps. And unfortunately, what's feared to be the worst is a ruptured Achilles for Aaron Rodgers. Um, man, I don't know. I was in the studio at CBS Sports Network when it happened. I saw it right away. I don't want to be right. I started to get a bad feeling before the game. I don't know. Like, it's interesting because I said before the game, at least I'm getting a bad feeling. At least I'm getting nervous. Whereas last year, I didn't care at all. Well, guess what? We're probably back to not caring at all. This team's too good to tank. This team's too good to start losing games. But right away, Dr. David Chow was right on it. We had him on the Zach Gelb show that I was working on tonight. And we had him right away. And he said, yes, this is a ruptured Achilles and his season is likely over and maybe his career. So we'll talk to Dr. Chow in a moment um other than that there's not much to say of course uh we'll recap the game afterwards but first things first we'll talk to dr chow see how bad this is see what hope if any there is for aaron Rodgers, and then uh, we'll go from there we'll talk about the game we'll talk about xavier gibson we'll talk about this defense Quinn and williams garrett wilson where the jets go from here the rest of the season and a huge announcement on the podcast this was going to be an all-time episode just the all-time positive episode Um, And I just want to say right now, this is going to be a fantastic podcast with or without Aaron Rodgers. The announcement that's coming up later is going to be huge. Um, We're going to do whatever we can to make this awesome. And I know it's going to be. But this is a body blow. This is a huge blow. And uh, like I said, I'm at a little bit of a loss, but I'll throw it to myself and Dr. David Chow. um, And then we'll come back. We'll talk about the game. We'll talk about Everything else, options, but the season's over before it began. Four plays in, and I, I can't believe it. I'm, I'm devastated. I shat, sat there all night, just shook. Uh, it's just, you can't make this stuff up with this team. And it's why I always said cautiously optimistic. It's everything I said, and I'm not taking a victory lap. I don't want to be right. Some people love being right, especially in this industry, on the media, Sports media. This is an instance where there's nothing I want more than to be wrong. I want Dr. Child to tell me, yeah, you know what? Actually, could be. Maybe it's just a strain. But doesn't look like it. I don't know, man. My job is to talk. Sometimes there's just not much to say. And... We'll talk about it all week. It'll be the biggest headline tomorrow. But sitting here now at 12.15 a.m. After that game, the emotion... just I'm emotionally spent. I'm emotionally drained. Everything, even the win, made me even more emotionally drained. You're 1-0. And it feels like a loss. And it feels like the worst loss. And it just feels hopeless forever. Because even if they won tonight, this team can't ever have anything good. And tonight hasn't proven that, I don't know what will. So I hate to be a downer. I'm sorry. We'll talk about the game. We'll talk about the win. But the headline is Rodgers. So here to talk about Aaron Rodgers on in-flight snack and what happened to him tonight and what the prognosis could be. And if we'll ever see Aaron Rodgers again on an NFL field in a Jets uniform, Dr. David Chow. Um. Joining me now on In Flight Snack, Dr. David Chow. Thanks for taking the time to do this on such short notice. I uh, appreciate having you on, Doctor.
0: Uh, you're welcome. Uh, thanks for having me. But, uh, you know, this is actually technically my first day with Eric Weinberger, all of our bosses in Believe Network. You know, I've done some stuff before. Did not anticipate or hope that it would be this eventful, unfortunately
1: uh unfortunately is right and i mean we'll get right to it because there's there's no good way to say this but aaron Rodgers hurts his appear to be ankle on the third play of the game fourth play of the game fourth snap of the game for him at least i was working the zach gelb show earlier we saw him go to the locker room he gets the x-rays they're negative you thought it was not the ankle you were the first one on this tell us what you saw take us through it
0: Yeah. And, and, uh, you know, your guy, Zach, had us on there a little bit, too, to talk about it. And, yeah, look, here's the thing. Here's what I do. I do not diagnose people from video. I'm giving diagnosing means you're the treating physician. I worked in the NFL for 17 years. I respect the Jets doctors. They have an excellent medical staff. I am not second guessing them but all I'm doing is providing injury analysis. Yes, by video, as opposed to injury reporting. The Schefters and everyone else out there do injury reporting. We do injury analysis by video. And that's why we're able to come up, it's not a race for first, but that's where we're able to come up with the information because our sources is the video and my experience. So Rami, for 17 years, I saw players on the field, on the sideline, in the locker room, and the next day after an MRI. I knew exactly what the diagnosis was, but everyone in an NFL building looks at film the next day, coaches, players, I usually had half an hour to kill. I didn't know what I was doing, but I said, well, everyone else in the building is looking at film, let me look at film of injuries. And so the video guys would pull up the all 22 end zone, sideline copy and the game TV copy. And I'd look at it and I knew exactly what the player had cause we examined him. That's the clear advantage, but we knew the answer to the question, but then we could ask the quest, look at the question. Now when I look at Aaron Rogers video, I don't know the answer. I'm looking at the video, which is the question. And we've shown over time that we're 95% accurate. I talked with a bunch of media members during the game. and They said, how sure are you? I said, we don't publish anything without being 95% accurate, which means we're wrong one in 20. So let's admit to that. Yep. But on this one, I thought we were like 99. And I even told two people, I hate to do this, knock on wood, but said I'd stake my reputation on it. And because it would seem pretty clear, unfortunately, and look, we can hold out the slimmest to slimmest of hopes based on Sala's comments for the MRI. But let me tell you something, Rami. There was never a time that I came off an NFL field without knowing there was an ACL tear. And an Achilles rupture is 10 times easier to diagnose clinically than an ACL tear. It's very obvious. And that's why I believe firmly the Jets already know But of course, let's get confirmation. The negative x-rays didn't sway me at all because x-rays only show bone. This is not a bony injury. The boot fit, the fact that he stood up fit, the fact that he sat down fit, the fact that he was helped out fit. And if you saw my Twitter timeline and some stuff, I didn't want to be right, but that's just what it looked like. So we deal in insider knowledge of experience and that's what we hope to share with you jets and just you know for having been on the other side some information and you know hopefully jets fans and your followers and listeners don't hate on me because yes i get this is bad news but it's sort of my job to give you my impression good or bad and it's certainly very cruel to jets fans cruel and unusual punishment Uh, i've got a lot of friends that are jets fans over time and you know week one first series i mean and here's the crazy thing Rami. you're probably too young to remember this i don't know yeah. we'll see it's so cruel for the jets fans but it's not the first time uh maybe he wasn't as big a name as aaron Rodgers, but Vinny testaverde jets qb uh late in his career edition take him to the promised land week one achilles rupture and done for the season but The only good news is for Jets fans, and I like focusing on good news, Ronnie, if there's any silver lining, besides winning the game. And I saw Zach Wilson say that he talked to Aaron a little bit at halftime. Look, Aaron's diagnosis. Zach, whether he specifically said, I tore my Achilles and I'm done, or he said, it's your show, kid, or what have you, you could see it in Aaron Rodgers' face. And I think kudos to the rest of the Jets for playing their hearts out for Aaron Rodgers in the second half in overtime. So kudos there. I suppose, you know, I heard earlier today, and by the way, J.K. Dobbins was the same, ankle, and it turned into Achilles. An yeah. ankle is the approximate area. Look, you don't need to say ACL torn. You just need to say knee, right? And that's right. the way injury Ankle, it's general. But I heard uh, J.K. Dobbins telling people he's going to fight like heck and try and come back, and there's a chance because Cam Akers. But Cam Akers was beginning of training camp, and when he returned in the playoffs, he wasn't 100%. J.K. Dobbins is week one. Aaron Rodgers is week one. But let me tell you, it's a lot easier to play quarterback than running back on an Achilles that's not completely recovered. Uh, if you remember, and once again, you're probably not old. Enough, Dan Marino back in the day when he came back from Achilles was in this AFO device and under center with his right leg backing out because he didn't have full motion and and what have you. Um, but then again, if the Jets get to the playoffs with Zach Wilson, can you really make a change for an Aaron Rodgers? It's
1: not 100%. So, um, but
0: I don't think it's his
1: career. Okay, that's that, if that's the silver lining, I'll take that. So what would you say is the exact diagnosis?
0: Achilles tendon rupture left Achilles tendon rupture.
1: And, and so I'll ask, to,
0: Yeah, go ahead. yes. So that means surgery and a season is essentially over. Perhaps a late late season playoff potential uh, in a limited fashion, but basically a season is over. But here's the thing: I will admit that I don't know Aaron Rodgers personally. But I've seen enough of him. It's not just hard knots, just through the years and whatever. He, like Tom Brady, like Philip Rivers, like you name it, is a competitor. He doesn't want to go out this way. He's talked about playing two years at least and maybe Tom Brady-ish. He's talked about it. I just don't – he seemed to love it in New York with the guys and the whole thing. Yep. I don't think he wants or any competitive athlete like this wants this to be his last play, right? And that I truly believe that he will come back for more and I believe he can if you look at all the different examples cam Akers obviously is back look kevin durant the very famous one in the game of basketball which he really had to play above the rim and people the one that comes saying, to
1: mind for me is is kobe bryant right because that was also in his late 30s towards the end of his career but he fought like hell to come back you know it's a famous video that him talking about how he only he goes on facebook late at night and post that post how he might quit now and then he comes back ultimately. So yeah, it's... it's no, he comes back
0: and, and and he didn't play much. And people say that was a failure of the Achilles. No, he had another knee injury. And for those who said, you can't tear your Achilles and then stand up. Well, A, you don't know how tough these guys are. B, you can't remember Kobe shot the free throws. Correct. Right? Yeah. So Aaron Rodgers went, okay, I'm good. Let me get up. And he stood there and went,
1: yeah, I'm not good. And but he knew back. it right away. Yeah, that... that oh yeah, I knew it. He throws the football. He stands up. He immediately sits back down. You see it in his face, like you said. Um, what were you looking at on on the film? You said you study the film. What do you see that tells you that that's the injury?
0: You try and look at as much as you can, all the different angles, the initial play, the first replay, the second replay, how he gets sits down again, how he gets up, how he's helped off the field, how he gets on the cart. How you try and look for whatever context clues you can because you don't have the be- benefit of hands-on diagnosis or examination. But like I said, people have asked me, how do you know, just give me the one clue. It's not really that simple, you know, uh, in terms of just look for this one thing and that's all it is, because you never necessarily have the perfect angle. And kind of like referees, and, and what I do when I started doing it early on, and I still practice orthopedics, the chargers are no longer in San Diego, I never went with them up in LA, I was only in San Diego, is I've told Mike Pereira in the past, what I tell people that I do is I'm the medical Mike Pereira, and he actually appreciates that. And Mike, or Dean Blandino, who we've had on our podcast, which now will be a Believe podcast, has said, you know, when you look at replays, You stitch things together, right? You've heard that term. So that's what I'm doing. I'm stitching things together from different angles. Just like you never take an x-ray from one, you never get one x-ray. It's straight on from the side and maybe an angle, right? To to try and improve your accuracy. And it's stitching it together and from NFL experience and from studying it. And, you know, I, I disappointed as anyone that this is the case. But if there's ever a time to be wrong, I would have been happy to. But, uh, you know, the MRI is going to show it. They knew already.
1: Yeah, and again, they only go for the MRI to confirm what they already know. Salah practically all but said it. He said also Zach Wilson will be the starting quarterback the rest of the year. We'll see about that. Um, As far as the injury itself, what could cause an injury like that? Does it have anything to do with the calf strain that he had earlier in the summer? A lot of people I see are blaming the turf. I find people just love to blame things just for the hell of it, just to feel like they need to put the blame on something. Um, What do you think causes the injury based on what you saw and your obviously your expertise?
0: Well, no one can know for sure unless you do all the ergonomic testing of this, that, the other. But in my experience, and let me say this first before I get any hate, in general, I believe that natural grass First of all, it's always apples to oranges, right? And it's not the same kind of apple to the same kind of orange. Not every grass field is the same type of grass or in the same condition. Not every artificial grass field is the same type of turf, same type of infield, same type of anything. So it's hard to compare. In general, the current sport turf, sport grass is way better than the astroturf of the old days but natural grass especially when it still has give is still a little bit safer than the artificial grass but there are plenty of times where you remember in houston with the pallets of grass the seams caused an acl tear for um uh who is that uh, he actually played for the dolphins the the patriots not edelman before edelman i'm seeing his face he's a wide receiver coach amandola himself. no no older than amandola uh wes welker
1: no West wes welker, welker yeah.
0: tore his acl on the houston Houston uh reliant stadium grass on a seam or edge of a pallet uh where the pallets were coming in etc mm. in general for most injuries in general grass is a little bit better it's not night and day and could this have had played a factor maybe but the much bigger factor was the 300 pound defensive lineman on his back as Aaron Rodgers is trying to escape and the eccentric load that's the number one two and three factor the next might be the previous calf strain on the same side with a little bit of weakness there from the muscles up high and then putting more pressure on the tendon. And then after that might be the field surface. So could it have played a role? I can't deny that it's potentially possible, but I would not agree with the the statement that the exact same play would not have happened on natural grass, period, end of discussion. I would not necessarily agree with that, but I am for grass whenever you can have it. And if you notice this weekend, other than Jack Conklin, who had a contact ACL tear, right tackle, yep. the Cleveland Browns. There were a lot of traumatic injuries. There were a lot of hamstrings. Why? There was a lot of wet surfaces, slick surfaces, whether grass or whether, uh, you know, uh, artificial turf. J.K. Dobbins obviously tore his Achilles on turf. But, um, you know, the bottom line is, uh, it's the stickiness of the surface that's the big key.
1: Yeah, and um, obviously for Rogers, this is a brand new turf that they put in at MetLife Stadium that they put in to prevent this. Uh, but a lot of people are posting a video of that kind of you see the calf popping a little bit. Does that have anything to do with that? What what are people looking at there?
0: Well, what they're looking at, we've seen it before. Is uh, if you close up, you can see that little bit of quiver. And uh, Schefter talked about it, and I find it interesting that when I started doing this people sort of poo-pooed everything. Like, how can you tell? And uh, Schefter was studying a lot of NFL doctors, et cetera, uh, reaching out to him and otherwise. And uh, so I'm glad to see at least the concept is real. Look, when I started doing this, I I told you the story of how I started doing doing this, but nowadays it's not uncommon when a patient comes in and mom or dad says, well, what happened to your daughter? whether it was volleyball or softball or a football player or whatever, this, and they show me the video, right? Because right. everyone's got the cell phone yep. and the video now, right? Uh, I saw it all the time when I was the chief medical officer for the X Games. And you probably see some X Games memor- memorabilia here. Whether it was practice or a competition, they always video it. So what happened? Well, this. And uh, so that's the mechanism of injury. And that's what we go by for Aaron Rodgers. It's not insider information. We don't use the sources like Schefter or... Rap sheet or any of the people it's insider knowledge from our own eyes as we look at it, so it's a little different take on what happens,
1: yeah, again, as a jet fan, this is just typical for us. You talked about test divertti it's it's happened before what if any are they hoping to see tomorrow because the mRI I mean we all but know what could possibly what could they have gotten wrong? What else could it be if there's any hope? Doctor, give me the good news, right? <laughs> just well, is there any good news?
0: Well, I had a, a, I saw something that Pat McAfee did something, and I had a little exchange with uh, Pat, and he said, well, why would you get an x-ray? You, you know that it's an Achilles. And my point is, yes, you're right. You know it's an Achilles. You were absolutely right, Pat. You would know, and the doctor would know, and Aaron would know. But A, medical people don't like to leave any stone unturned. B, there's the... Slight chance that it's an Achilles rupture with an avulsion of bone, and you would want to just know that to know how to treat that surgically or otherwise. And it's the NFL. It's a trillion dollar business. You get the MRI to in case. Look, uh, did anyone think the Jets were really gonna win that game after Aaron Rodgers went down? Did you think the Jets no, were gonna sir. win that game? And did you think it would end the way that it did with the punt return? I mean, sometimes crazy things happen, so let's just Be a thousand percent sure, but I agree with you. I don't see how they're surprised. Sometimes this is just part of the player, patient, family, and team coming to the acceptance of the reality uh, of it while leaving the tiniest glimmer of hope. And there's nothing wrong with that.
1: And you talked about the recovery. So, what can this recovery look like? We talked about Kobe, we talked about other NBA players. This is a guy who's fiercely competitive. I'm glad he got more guaranteed money. Everyone talked about the the pay cut that he took. I'm glad he got more guaranteed money for this season than he would have gotten on the previous contract because he's not going to play this year now. Um, But what can this recovery look like? And do you see him coming back at 40 years old? Honestly, realistically.
0: Well, first of all, I think the guaranteed contract. Look, I, I don't know if he took a pay cut, what he did or didn't do. But the guaranteed part for this season makes zero difference whatsoever. Aaron Rodgers is a vested veteran and once he makes the 53 even if he's cut he gets his full season salary this is why sometimes you see veterans added after week one right right because then they're not guaranteed their whole salary any vested veteran is always guaranteed their whole salary for this season now I don't know what the contract structure was for next season but it's not about money for Aaron he's got enough money but he's guaranteed anyways as far as recovery is concerned I think he can. You have to remember, uh, look, uh, obviously I'm a Chargers guy. Philip Rivers played into his career, and, and I don't think he ever was as mobile as Aaron Rodgers will be when he comes back from his Achilles, right? I mean, yep. so it's just a different position. If you were a cornerback at the age of 39, a running back at the age of 39, he probably already would not be playing anymore, right? But right. he's a quarterback at the age of 39. Brady did it to 45. I think anyone in a foot race would take Aaron Rodgers over Tom, but, you know, Tom's the goat. So I do have a lot of confidence that Aaron Rodgers can return to play next season and be the same guy for the Jets if he wants to be. And it's my feeling that he will want to be. He doesn't want to walk out like this.
1: Doctor Chow, I really appreciate your time. Tell us where you can we can find your work uh, all over. I know now you're with Believe, but also online, Twitter, obviously. Where can we find? Well, you? With,
0: for for Believe, uh, you know, we just started with the podcast, but uh, uh, at ProFootballDoc, Football Doc at SIC Score for Twitter, Sports Injury Central SIC Score By the way, I was so busy with this, I honestly don't know the answer to the question. I saw the first parts of the first run from Brees Hall. What happened the rest of the game? Brees Hall, Dalvin Cook,
1: what happened the rest of the game? I don't even know. Dalvin Cook was solid, not great. Brees Hall was incredible for a guy coming in. You could talk about this. First game off of an ACL, Where? when did he tear it? I don't know, nine months ago? Not even? Ten months ago, maybe? Maybe. And he came back, and he had the burst. He had the finishing speed. You talked about J.K. Dobbins. I worked with the Ravens last year. A big thing J.K. kept talking about was he'd have that initial burst, but he couldn't finish. And then this year, he felt like year two, he could finish. And then, unfortunately, he ruptures his Achilles, which is so sad for J.K. Um, But Brees Hall looked like he was finishing runs. He had an 80-yard run. Ultimately, it's Xavier Gibson. And, by the way, Sharrat, who makes the block who gets the the punt return for the touchdown garrett wilson makes an unbelievable catch on a touchdown pass from uh zach Wilson. oh i saw so that's, that that's yeah game. that was yeah. that was
0: fantastic
1: yeah i mean like i said
0: i didn't even uh, get to see some of uh the craziness there uh in terms of uh uh what's happened but uh all good and uh look we hope everyone does well and uh and uh, you know Zach Wilson, you know maybe Aaron's taught him a little
1: something no, you know, and we'll no. See what happens No, I don't <laughs> oh, believe it same okay. old same old Jets it'll never change because if this happened to the Jets in week one, I just said this in the open if this happened to the Jets in week one, even if Zach Wilson is the next greatest quarterback ever, he'll get hurt too because apparently we're just cursed.
0: Well, it's hard to argue this week one stuff and it's so cruel, but, uh,
1: you know, I mean, I guess, you know, you, you got a victory. So hang your head on that. Yeah. And, and don't forget the defense. They were huge. Uh, Josh Allen turns the ball over four times, three interceptions and it's, and a sack, uh, a fumble. It's just, this defense is world-class. This defense is not going to let them lose very many games. Uh, I'm going to talk and, about this and, in a minute. Look,
0: the Achilles' heel of the Jets this year—we've talked about it. One thing we have at Sports Injury Central besides sick insights and it helps you with fantasy decisions, but field views. For example, if you're deciding on two running backs to play, maybe you need to look at the defense of the other team and the health of the defense of the front seven, and we can show you that. But the Jets' Achilles' heel this year—you uh, know—prior to this week was just the offensive line right? I mean, you have an old guy at left tackle coming off his shoulder surgery, Makai Becton back to right tackle coming off his knee surgery, Elijah Bear Tucker with his ankle. The questions are on the offensive line, and uh, I'm not trying to blame the offensive line for this Aaron Rodgers injury, but that's been our question, and that's kind of what we do at Sports Injury Central.
1: You know what's interesting about that? The offensive line dominated in the run game. Makai Becton was moving people in the run game. Like, it was unbelievable. I know it's different run pass, run blocking and pass blocking, but it's just weird to, you know, It. I know there was pressure on Rodgers the first couple of plays. He had to throw it away once, but it didn't seem like there was a ton of pressure on Zach Wilson the rest of the game. It's hard to blame the offensive line. It's just maybe a fluke. I don't even know.
0: Yeah, well, it's a cruel game. As I always say, uh, football is not a uh, uh, contact sport. It is a collision sport. So,
1: it's violent. Yeah. You know, well, I appreciate your time, Doctor. Thank you so much. I uh, wish it was on better terms, but I'm sure we'll talk to you. Hopefully, we don't have to talk to you too much as the season goes well, on. Maybe,
0: maybe, maybe Jets fans should blame you. You came over from the Ravens, and you had Lamar J- Jackson issues at the end of the last two seasons. Uh. And now here you go. You're with at doing the Jets stuff, and now you got Jets issues. So
1: well, uh, give Ronnie f- a hard time. Don't give me a hard time. To be fair, the Jets have been dealing with issues like this for the last thirty years. I mean, my father's a Jet fan for forty something years, fifty years. He told me about this. He was t- texting me about this lo- months ago. He's like, he actually said, because I, I, I was, I was always a Jet fan. I worked for the Ravens, but I was a Jet fan. And so on my podcast last year, I actually said to my father, uh, he's like, I know what's going to happen. They're going to go out. They're going to get Brady or Rogers. He literally said this, Brady or Rogers, and he's to get hurt in week one, and that's how it's going to go. And uh, he's devastated that he's right
0: well maybe you can go and get brady now
1: <laughs> by the way he's still out there all right we'll <laughs> talk about all of it uh again appreciate your time it's again all right. it, uh, the best we can do is joke and have a good time with it i guess because it's just it's it's devastating and it'll really set in in the next couple of weeks because you saw how special this team can be
0: yes absolutely all right thank you
1: yep thank you thank you so much to dr david chow for joining me Again, I wish circumstances were better. But let's talk about it. We have to talk about the game. We have to talk about the Jets. Going into the game, there's all the hype. All the hoopla. everything surrounding it. Rodgers running on the field, holding the American flag. The stadium was rocking hours before. And we see two rainbows above as there's cloudy skies. Just this ominous cloud came over the field. Almost like a sign before the game. There's two small rainbows, but this giant ominous cloud over MetLife Stadium almost like a bad omen. And what my father said on this podcast, what he said on my other podcast, reigns true. I mean, it took three plays, four plays, and Aaron Rodgers was done. In one drive, all that positivity, all of the great feelings, all the great vibes, the new uniforms, the great juju, everything we talked about, and it was over. It was done. In four plays. And I never want to be right about this. I'm not happy to be right. I'm just so furious. I can't even, it's so incredibly frustrating. And I never thought after a win the way they won, a divisional win, that this is this is what we're gonna be talking about. And I said it with the doctor, I said it now. We're cursed. I, I don't know. I don't know what the what you could possibly say. And I mentioned the guaranteed money because I talked about this earlier. My doomsday mind already had me thinking. That Aaron Rodgers guaranteed this year's contract because I know that if he makes the roster, he gets all the money for this year anyway. But he guaranteed this year's contract more money for this year in case he doesn't come back next year. The doctor made me hopeful about all the Kobe Bryant stuff and that speech where he's like, no, I'm going to attack it. I'm going to get better. I'm going to go. But there's no hope. This guy's not coming back. Maybe he comes back next year. Maybe. I don't believe it. I don't buy it. I think he's done. Why put yourself through the pain? There's a guy who said he was 90% retired when he came out of the darkness retreat. We didn't get one game with him. And this is exactly what I was afraid of. This is exactly why I didn't want to let myself get all in. And I'm furious. My father sent me a text and it's getting a lot of attention on social media. So I'll read it real quick. Um, this was right at the beginning when it all went down. He wrote... Think of how incredibly pumped and invested you were a half hour ago. This is basically right after Rodgers gets hurt. And how empty you feel right now. And now you have the true sense of what it means to be a Jets fan. All that hope, all the investment, everything we thought was going to happen tonight. For this podcast, for my season tickets, for the radio station working at the fan. And in a heartbeat, it's gone. And the feeling emptiness, that's exactly. Because, and it's terrible to make this comparison, but Zach Elb did it on the radio, and I thought of it before he said it. So I'll just say it. I sat there shook and in shock the entire game. I was watching the game, but I wasn't watching the game. I was just faking. Kind of the way I was watching TV, just glued to the TV, totally shook, not knowing what to say, just devastated. Last year on Monday Night Football, when DeMar Hamlin goes down against the Bengals. It was the same type of feeling. Obviously, this is not life and death. Rogers is going to live. He's going to be okay. But it's just that emptiness, that devastation of just sitting there and being like, what's this all for? It's over. It's, it's nothing. It's darkness. It's emptiness. For the Packers, and somebody brought this up, also on CBS Sports Network, they'll get 65% they need Rogers to play 65% of the snaps for their first overall pick to, for the second overall pick the Jets are going to be sending them to become a first so that won't happen Rogers is done he's not going to play another snap so he's not going to play, four snaps he didn't get 65% of the snaps on the season unless they call the season still the other thing is the first play of the game Brees Hall gets the handoff he starts at running back you bring in Dalvin Cook and Brees Hall starts and he gets the first handoff of the game Goes for 20-something yards, and then has an 80-yard run right afterwards. Brees Hall is so back for a guy. We just talked about this with Dr. Chow also. A guy who tore his Achilles, and right away he's back. And by the way, speaking of being back and taking hits and stuff, Aaron, not Aaron Rodgers, but Josh Allen, come on, dude. It's like he's rubbing it in our faces as he's hurtling guys and taking huge hits and popping right back up. So you want to talk about the offensive line. You want to talk about the deficiencies, of the deficiencies of the team. This has nothing to do with that. This has nothing to do with the turf. This has nothing to do with a hard hit. This has to do with a guy who was on a team that's cursed. I don't blame Rodgers. Sometimes it is the uniforms. I talked about it with Max Scherzer. I talked about it with the Mets. I know I'm a little bit all over the place. I'm sorry. I'm emotional. It's just, I'm, I have a headache. I feel drained. It's... It's a feeling you can't describe. It's just immediately, that's where my mind went. That's where my emotion and everything went. And it's just, it's awful. And to see Zach Wilson, the team must have been deflated having to go back to Zach Wilson in that spot. I don't care. You could talk all the talk you want about him learning from Rodgers and all those different things. Can you imagine the team on the sideline and the look on Robert Sala's face said it all? He looked devastated. He looked deflated. He knew. I don't know how the team didn't fold and lose 40 nothing right there and then. Shout out Giants, 40 nothing. And speaking of the Giants, you thought it couldn't get worse, right? I said this earlier. I posted a video right before the game on my social media on at RamiLevy, at Rami underscore Levy, at Rami.Levy on Instagram, underscore Levy on Twitter. Or X. I said, I'm just getting this nervous feeling that something bad is going to happen. And he wondered how it could get worse than the Giants. And it did. I was talking to Giants fans today at the fan. And they're like, "Eh, it didn't go much better for us. You're 0-1. It doesn't matter. You're 0-1 in a weak NFC. You'll win a bunch of games. Who cares? We lost all hope in one drive. In one possession. I don't want to be a doomsday or whatever it is. This podcast is still going to be great. I'm still rooting for them to win. That's the craziest part of it. My initial thought was after Zach Wilson throws an interception directly at the linebacker where he's staring at the linebacker and throws the ball right to him, throws a pick on that. My thought was, oh my God, just forget it. Tank. Try and get the first overall pick. You get to keep your first round pick this year. Get Caleb Williams out of USC. But then you watch this team. And they didn't quit. They didn't give up. This defense is too good. These running backs are too good. These players care too much. They fight too hard for Salah. They fight for Jeff Olbrick, Even for Nathaniel Hackett, who has to now call an entirely different offense for Zach Wilson. And I'm not saying it went great, but all you needed was one play from the offense. Two, I guess, if you count the special teams. But they make one play. And then otherwise, Josh Allen, shame on you. Josh Allen, shame on the Bills. You guys suck. You are a terrible, terrible team. You had a team that was devastated, that quit out there, that just saw their entire season, everything that was hyped up in hard knocks before the season, everything we talked about all year was Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Rodgers. And it all, poof, went away in a second after only four plays. Instead of stepping on their throat and going out and winning that game, This Bills team completely folded and collapsed. Josh Allen throws three interceptions, and the first one was essentially just a punt, but three interceptions and fumbles the ball. Turns the ball over four times. And credit the Jets' defense. This defense is awesome. Quinn and Williams, Bryce Huff, even the corners who I know weren't great. This wasn't a great game for Sauce Sauce Gardner and DJ Reed. But everyone, Amos on this back end, the safeties. This team cares. This team fights. They're not going to tank. They're not going to be able to lose out the rest of the way. No matter what the prognosis is tomorrow. This is a team that's going to keep fighting. But the Jets made some key mistakes this offseason. They bring in Aaron Rodgers. They bring in the receivers. You bring in Brees Hall. You, or, or bring back Brees Hall. You bring in Dalvin Cook. But you treated the quarterback, the backup quarterback position, like it didn't matter. Zach Wilson can't play football. We know that. And we saw that today. Garrett Wilson made an unbelievable catch for the one touchdown. He just doesn't have it. We've seen enough of Zach Wilson. We know what he is. And tonight proved it again. He is not a good football player. And I appreciate him going out there and talking to the media and saying, I looked at Aaron in his eyes and I said, I have to be as good as I possibly can be, blah, blah, blah. And I'm sure there's still an impact of Aaron Rodgers having in the locker room. But he's not the answer. You're not going out and you're not getting, I don't know, Arson Wentz. no. I don't want Carson Wentz. I'd rather Zach Wilson than Carson Wentz. But you treated the backup quarterback position like it didn't matter in the offseason, and that's what's costing you now. I said, if Aaron Rodgers doesn't play, if Zach Wilson comes to the game, the season's over anyway. I was right. Don't want to be, but I was. And the other thing you did was you didn't try and improve the offensive line from outside the organization. You went with 39-year-old Dwayne Brown coming off an injury. And he went with injury-prone Makai Bakhtin. And I said it with the doctor. I'm saying it again. I don't blame the offensive line for that. They looked good. They were were moving bodies. They looked pretty good tonight. But it's just a bad omen when you don't protect the guy that your entire season is relying on and now your season is over. What, are you going to go call Joe Flacco again? I just... I appreciate the mental toughness of this team. I appreciate the fact that they stayed in this game. But man. And then finally, I, I, I guess I have to talk about it. Xavier Gibson. What a story. The kid, undrafted rookie. Joe Douglas, credit to him. He killed it with those guys. He's active as opposed to actually Jason Brownlee was not active because he can play on special teams. And boy, did he play on special teams. Uh, I actually wanted to look this up because I, I didn't notice. I was a little caught up. Um, I didn't notice if he was returning every kick. And by the way, you look at you're looking for Jets Bills, and it doesn't even come up. Jeez, uh, because all anyone wants to talk about is Aaron Rodgers. But when you look at the box score, and I apologize um, for this taking so long. Let's see what we got. Uh, box score. For the Jets. And here we go. This is great podcasting. I hope you're staying with me. Uh, kick returns. Gibson returned two kicks and he returned two punts. So he was the only returner today for the Jets. So he was the guy they were relying on. You have me, Hardman, but you kept him on the roster. You gave him a roster spot. And you, he was active for the game to return kicks to do this because he makes a difference. As a kid who everyone fell in love with on Hard Knocks. It was a great story. And now he has a game-winning kick. And also, Sherratt, I mentioned him earlier, who made the block, which, by the way, no one needs to hear from whoever it was, Mike Pereira, whoever it was afterwards. He's like, put a little asterisk on this one because there was an illegal block at the 20-yard line. Cool, so they would have been in field goal range anyway. Put an asterisk on this after a win like that, after a devastating loss, a win that's a loss. I don't even know how to describe this game. But when I talked to Mookie Hawkins on Sunday, on Sunday's episode, he said, watch out for that Jets special teams. They're really good. And they were the difference in this game. A kick return for a touchdown to win the game for Xavier Gibson. I'm happy for the players. I'm happy for these guys. I'm still rooting for the Jets. I hope the season doesn't go to hell. Call Tom Brady. I don't care. Wouldn't that be some twist? I just thought about having imagined them have, having to share the locker room. Rodgers and Brady. Can you imagine if the week that Brady gets announced that he's going... They're waving his period. Robert Kraft is waiting his, waiving his wait period to get into the Patriots Hall of Fame. He's going in next year. The Jets bring in Tom Brady. Uh, I don't know. When we did the AFC East preview with Mookie Hawkins, I would said, I don't trust... To Tua Vailoa to stay healthy. And it didn't really change my mind after I saw him ball out on Sunday. Incredible performance he had against the Chargers. It didn't really change my mind. But when I see this tonight, I'm like, okay, no. The devastating injury, of course it happened to the Jets. And it's just, it's typical. They win because like my father said, they can't just pull your heart out and disappoint you. They have to pull you back in. They have to make it as bad as possible. So even the win just feels like a loss. Because if they lost, you can compartmentalize. You can just be angry. You just say, okay, this is all bad. It's all bad. It's all dark. It's all over. But no, they had to win to try and drag us back in. I don't even know what, what the point is. I'm at a loss. I Again, I, um, I'm devastated. And it sucks to start the season this way. It sucks to be on this podcast, on this platform that I'm so appreciative to have and to start the season this way, but it's going to get better. This podcast, this platform is going to get a lot better because starting Thursday, I have a huge announcement, and I'm really excited to do this, and it sucks that it's coming on this episode, but we're going to talk about the Jets game. We're going to talk about the loss. We're going to talk about potential quarterback replacements. We're going to talk about so much more on this podcast. We're going to talk about, look, they're 1-0. They're undefeated. They're tied for the division lead with Miami right now. You have a huge game coming up in Dallas. Dallas is going to be riding high after their 40-0 win. God bless whoever's playing quarterback for the, next, for the Jets next week, going up against Micah Parsons in that defensive front. But we'll preview that game. We'll talk about all of it. And we'll have so many incredible guests on throughout the season. I keep saying we because my full-time host, my co-host moving forward on the In Flight Snack podcast on the Believe Podcast Network is going to be Bilal Powell. Former running back for the New York Jets. We're so excited. We talked today. He was in New York for the game. We were texting during the game. We're devastated about the news, but we're, we're keeping our spirits up. We're going to be happy. We'll talk all about it on Thursday. Bilal Powell is a beloved Jet. He was a New York Jets running back from 2011 to 2019, and he was a fan favorite here. I loved him. He was a part of some Rex teams. He was a part of an Adam Gase team. He was a part of the Todd Bowles team, the 2015 team with uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick that, Again, I mean, what do you want to say? Almost made the playoffs. And we had an interesting conversation about that team too. So this podcast is not going anywhere. This is only getting better. And as devastated as I am, I promise you, I promise you, I'm going to put my all into this podcast. Bilal's all in. We have some incredible guests lined up. And it's going to be incredible one way or another. Whether the season is exactly how we want it to go, it's already not going to be that. Maybe it's a magical run from who knows who is the quarterback of this team. Maybe it's Zach, maybe it's someone else. And I don't want to blame Zach completely, although we know what he is, but a game plan that was completely created for Aaron Rodgers, now he's having to run it. Maybe the game plan changes next year. We saw how dynamic these two running backs can be. There's a lot to work with there. This team's really good, but we're now at the point where we were last year where they're a quarterback away. And what's going to happen? This team is ready to compete to win a Super Bowl now. They're too good to tank. They're too good to go for Caleb Williams. They're too good to bottom out. So this is going to be an interesting season one way or another. It's not going to be with Aaron Rodgers, though. And that's devastating. Because for the first time in the last, what is it, 15 years, 17 years, 18 years, we're having an NFL season without Aaron Rodgers. And as a huge Aaron Rodgers fan, I hate it. And I hope I'm wrong. I hope tomorrow they misdiagnosed it. They saw something else. It's the calf strain again. But you heard Dr. Chow. I tried to lead him there. I was trying to tell him, what, could it, what else could it be? And he's like, no, it can't be anything else but this. And the Jets all but said it. Schefter all but said it. Salah all but said it in the post-game press conference. It's just... And people have hated on Salah before for saying things or admitting things before they're actually confirmed. But, um, I don't know, it's basketball season? No, it's not. We're going to have an awesome podcast. It's going to be incredible. And I appreciate you in advance for sticking with me and for continuing to listen. I know it's not what we wanted. I know this is not the start we were looking for. A 1-0 win in overtime against the Bills on a punt return feels like the worst loss in Jets history. I don't know. just got to shrug your shoulders and think. But we have so many more great things to come. It's going to be a great podcast. So all night, I wasn't hungry because I was just sick to my stomach. But now, after talking about that and after seeing how many of you guys are going to like and subscribe and share this with friends and grow this community and make this the Best Jets podcast and make something good out of this season one way or another, I'm kind of feeling snacky. So, Rex,
0: let's go to eat a damn snack. Um.
1: Thank you for listening to Believe.